Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy V, and we're back. It's been a while, but we're back at it again like we never left. Um, this is Talk Your Truth. I'm V. Um, how you guys been, man? Hope everybody's been well, been blessed, and been growing, man. It's been a few months for me. I've had a lot going on in my life, um, but I'm blessed. I'm in good spirits. I'm doing well, man. Um, hope all of you are. I've been spending a ton of time with my family, um, being a dad, being a father. Father's Day was great. Hope everybody who is a father or moms that are fathers, you know, I, I just hope that everybody had a good Mother's Day, Father's Day. If you're a parent, I feel for you. I, I pray that each and every one of you were blessed on those holidays and you have been since. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time, an intimate time with God, actually, um, in prayer, reading. But I'll get to that more um, at the very end at the last point, the last word. I'll, I'll get back to that. But I've been doing all right. I hope everybody else has as well. As you can see, based off of the title, it's going to it's it's it's. It's going to deal with with second chances and, and things like that. So let's just delve right into it. I want to talk about a current event that actually recently happened this past week. Um, comedian and actor Bill Cosby was actually released on this past week. Um, last week of of um, June before the 4th. Um, on all charges, he was released for assault and drugging an individual. I paid attention to it back when the trial was going on. I grew up watching like the Cosby show or at least knowing about him um, with the fraternity in which he belongs, Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. I watched, I think it was Ghost Dad. It was like the first thing that wasn't the Cosby show that I watched him in. And I knew about his humanitarian efforts and the things that he had done like scholarship was for children in low-income areas, HBCU scholarships that he gave, just a few things that I knew about my early life. I didn't know too much about him. So when the trial started, oh, excuse me, when the trial started, I was rather confused. I was like, hold on. This isn't really like, is this real in the beginning? I, I didn't know. This is in the early early days of um, Me Too. So I was like, okay, what is going on? Just in the same, I guess, disbelief or amount of disbelief that I had with hearing about it when the trial first started was the same amount of disbelief that I heard or felt rather about um, Michael Jackson and all of the accounts um, that people were stating and, and giving on behalf of them being survivors of Michael Jackson as well. So I was just in utter disbelief, but I paid attention to it. I, I always, as you guys know, when it comes to any episode, if this is your first episode, welcome. But if you've listened to me, any of my other episodes, I try and listen to a plethora of different perspectives and points and opinions and ideas just to have a, I guess, a broader view an understanding of whatever picture is being painted in front of me. So I was in disbelief in the beginning, but I wanted to make sure that I was given the dignity and the respect that was needed and necessary to all of the survivors. Then 
He was convicted on three counts, uh, three three separate counts of allotting to 30 dollars, 30 years, not 30 dollars, 30 years of prison time. And then recently he was released. It was all of a sudden, just released all of a sudden. A lot of people are debating that was a technicality and that this is even more of a reason that the American judicial system should be changed. It should be updated and that it shouldn't be what it has been for so long. There have been a plethora of issues that people have been bringing up that we just need to revamp a lot of the laws, the language and the laws, just for them to be more appropriate for today's society rather than when they were put in, put in effect in place. What I paid attention to recently was really just society's view and perspective on what has happened, like the court of social justice, the court of, of social opinion and like mainly um, society's view and perspective on what is appropriate versus not appropriate has changed over time. At one point in time, what was normal practice then is abysmal and abominable now. So like it, there, there's a lot of things like child marriages and a lot of different things. I mean, I know that takes place in other countries, but here in America, that's not common practice, nor is it upheld here. So over time, times change, per, people's purview changes, and thus society changes, and it grows over time. What I looked at was probably exactly what you guys have know and have seen, that social media has really been split. I looked on Instagram. I looked on, um, I Google Twitter because I don't have a Twitter, but I Google people's responses on Twitter, and... They were not too keen on the release. A majority of people, but there were some people who, some entertainers, celebrities, and even teachers voicing their support for Bill Cosby when he was released. Um, one of which really caught my eye. You guys know I'm pr- I'm a proud graduate of Howard University. So a couple months back, um, Felicia Rashad, who actually played on the Cosby show opposite that of Bill Cosby was named the Dean of the fine arts school, which is now Chadwick Bozeman school of fine arts at Howard university in Washington, DC. And when I, when I saw her initial tweet, it read, this is from the hill.com. Finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected that she tweeted initially after his release. That doesn't sit too well with a lot of different people. It definitely didn't sit well with Howard University. Howard University released their own statement. It was a, in my opinion, it was an umbrella statement, but it was an appropriate and it was a relevant statement in opposition to what Ms. Rashad had tweeted saying that survivors of any type of abuse, sexual, domestic, what have you, need their voices to be heard. And this is not a, they are not insensitive to this. And this is a sensitive subject and it needs attention. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But Ms. Rashad's follow-up tweet after, I'm sure Howard University had a conversation with her prior to their tweet. Um, Felicia Rashad tweeted, I fully support 
survivors of sexual assault coming forward. My post was in no way intended to be insensitive to their truth. Personally, I know from friends and family that such abuse has lifelong residual effects. My heartfelt wish is for healing. That's very PC and trying to rewind and reel back in the eventual tweet. I completely get um, Ms. Rashad's elation when it comes to a friend of hers, a colleague of hers, a loved one of hers being released when she may believe what she believed in the first tweet. Um, And then PC culture, we'll just stick on PC culture for a little while. PC culture is something that a lot of people don't like that you have to quote unquote be PC and you can't quote unquote call a spade a spade or call something how it is without offending someone. In this instance, when it comes to domestic abuse, sexual abuse, taking advantage of someone, any issues with race, that's not necessarily my opinion. It's not politically correct. It's treating someone with the respect that you want them to treat you and with the respect in which they deserve. So I don't I don't agree with some people saying that you can't say, I guess, a joke or make a uh, overarching statement about a, a person or people and it just be chalked up. It's like, oh, you're just being PC. I don't agree with that. But a lot of people were not okay with this. A lot of people were not okay with, I know a few entertainers, I know Kid Cudi and a few other people um, that I, I follow were just not for the, I guess, praising of the release in the state of Pennsylvania to allow Bill Cosby to be let go. I know there were a ton of women who came forward, but there was one in particular that Andrea Constand was the one that really led the charge against Bill Cosby, um, citing that she was actually taken advantage of back in 2004. And that is the one that led to the criminal charges and three to 10 year prison sentences for Cosby. You'll understand why I'm bringing up that example in a minute. The next example really is, or the next thing I want to talk about, another current event that just recently happened is I ran track. I'm a huge advocate for track and field athletes. I love the sport very much. My mother, my father, members of my family ran track, and my son actually wants to run track. A recent current event is that Shikari Richardson, who is the second fastest woman in the world, the fastest woman in the United States of America, on Team USA, recently tested positive for marijuana. I don't know if the test was in her hair, under your nails. I don't know how in-depth the drug testing was or if it was just a urine sample. But she's 21 years old. This year, her fastest time in the 100-meter dash was a 10.64. I'll just frame this for you. Shelly Ann Fraser-Price of Jamaica, who ran in the 2008 and 2012 games. If it's not 2008, 2012, it's 2012, 2016 games um, for Jamaica. 
ran a 10.64 before, but then she ran a 10.63 earlier this year, um, around February, January of 2021. The fastest time for a woman recorded in the 100-meter dash is by one Flojo, Florence Joyner. She set the world record of 10.6 seconds, 100-meter dash in 1988, and is at that same meet, that the same games that she actually set the 200-meter world record as well. But 10.6 for Flojo, Florence Joyner, 10.63 for Miss Fraser Price, and then 10.64 actually within the past couple weeks for Miss Richardson. Uh, the suspension that Shikari was given was handed down. She is suspended for a month. I signed the petition to let Shikari run. I got it in my email and I, and I participated because I don't believe that this is a, a huge deal. I don't believe that, you know, testing positive for marijuana or anything like that is a huge detriment to what you do as an individual, let alone you being a athlete. So what I would say is I don't believe that it's a, it's a huge issue in regards to Shikari being suspended. I don't believe that she should be suspended. And actually she was kept off the United States roster for track and field athletes for the games, her suspension will actually be up prior to the relay events for the games, the Tokyo games this year, but she still was kept off the team. Now I know I gave both examples fairly quickly. We have Dr. Cosby with all the humanitarian efforts and everything in which he did for the community and surrounding communities for black and brown individuals, young people, but committing and being committing predatory and being a predator on women, drugging them, taking advantage of them. They were allegations. There were charges. There was a conviction. You take it. However you feel you have your own feelings about it. Miss Richardson, just recently lost her mother, ran the fastest time for a woman this year in the United States, second only to a Olympic gold medalist, Shelly Ann Fraser Price of Jamaica, has so much promise with her career, just not getting the opportunity to seize a moment for herself. But why am I why am why am I even talking about any of this? Why did I go through both examples that are two totally different things on the complete opposite end of the spectrum? As you can tell from the title of this podcast episode, second chances or relative second chances. Second chances are relative, in my opinion. But it's also something that a lot of people deserve. 
not saying that one deserves it more than another, or not saying that one deserves it and the other doesn't. But second chances are relative to your opinion and your perspective. I am in no way on the level of Miss Felicia Rashad. I'm not the dean of a college. I'm not an accomplished actor or actress, award-winning or anything like that. But we're both individuals and we both have opinions. I respect hers. She may never hear mine. But if you're listening to this, I hope that you respect it. If you don't, then I, I appreciate you. But second chances are, are something that I've actually thought about a lot recently during my time that I've been dealing with um, everything in my life. Everything is really kind of been put in been put a, been in a bit of a, a valley season, so to speak. But the valley is where the green grows. Father's Day, Mother's Day, spending time with family. And being in which being in the place in which I am, I've had a lot of time to deal with retrospection, introspection, and to gain perspective on a few things. And I found myself actually asking a question, not to other people, but to me. V what second chance do you need? Do you need a second chance with with a with a with a project at work? Do you need a second chance, you know, with the chicken that you burn on the grill? What what do you need a second chance with? But I believe that as a lot of people would probably agree just in regards to Shikari Richardson and her being an athlete, she deserves a second chance and she deserves to be able to run. On the flip side of that coin, like Miss Rashad, there are a few people that may believe that Dr. Cosby deserves a second chance. Not saying one is more valid than another. But my question to you is a question that I've asked myself. Just forget the celebrity, forget the athlete. They're not important. You are. You are important. What second chance do you wish you had? For me, I'll speak because you may be thinking about it or you may just be listening. But for me, recording this episode is a second chance for me. It's July. My last episode came out in March of 2021. I lost my passion and my draw, my feeling. I allowed fear to creep in, feelings of being inadequate, my insecurities to run rampant, 
that I love recording. There's actually nothing more that I'd rather do outside of being a father and being with my family. But I allow my insecurities and the things that I want to accomplish, but I don't know how to get to that destination to start to creep into my mind. Like, oh, I can record, but it won't sound like this. I can speak about something, but my delivery may not be like that. And I just started thinking I wasn't good enough. But I asked myself that question that I asked you. What do you wish you had a second chance with? I wish it was with this, with the podcast, with photography. I'm a father, but I'm I'm actually thinking a few things I wish I would have done different earlier on in fatherhood. My son's seven, he'll be eight in October. And there was a few things I wish I was like, wow, I definitely wish that I could have done a few things differently when he was two, when he was three. But what can I do about that now? What could I do in July that I didn't do in March? I can try. I can swing. If I'm going to swing and miss, at least I got up to bat. Instead of staying on the sidelines and sitting out of the game. I ask you right now, what is that thing? Or if it's a multitude of things, what are they? Is it a friendship? And a strange relationship with a loved one? That business idea that you had that you were super excited about. I remember when I came up with the concept of Talk of Truth. This was back in, I think, 2017, almost 2018. And I was super, I was stoked and dumb hype for this right here. The same thing that I just said I had insecurities and feelings of inadequacy about. And, and its origins were always good with it. We're always excited for it, but it's once we get up there and have to practice it is where the stage fright sits in. It's where those, those, those fears and those insecurities and we start making excuses for ourselves and, and giving them life. What is that hobby that you gave up on? If you're a singer, why did you stop singing? If you're a seamstress, why'd you stop sewing? If you're a reader, why'd you stop reading? If you're an artist, what made you put that paintbrush down and stop using your easel? Why aren't you painting? And whatever came to your mind when I was asking those questions just now, is that thought right? Is it true? Is it valid? I know it feels real because for the past few months it has felt uberly real for me. Uberly real.
hyper real for me. But as this episode is, and as of recently when I picked up my my camera for photography again, I'm giving myself a second chance. I, I've been doing some research into self-care and what it is. Um, so I have a very, very shallow, I guess, definition and in, in per perspective on self-care. I don't really have the, the most of knowledge on it, so please humor me. But when I Googled it, um, it said that self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Um, and then the the one right up under that is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Now, the reason I give that example is because, or I give that definition rather, my apologies, I give that definition is because, like I said, I will never say that I know everything. I'm still learning a lot about myself. So if I'm still, you know, pulling back the layers, I'm a, one of my favorite movies is actually Shrek. So ogres are like onions is one of the things from the movie. And onions have layers. It's like the joke in the movie. So I'm pulling back the layers of my onion to continue to see what's up under there, what what I'm like, who am I, and things like that. So I'm still pulling those layers back. So I'm no longer I'm not perfect. I'm not holier than thou. I'm not higher than anyone else. If in some instances I may be lower, but that gives me an opportunity to learn. So that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what I've been doing. But my previous thoughts and opinions on self-care where this is just, I guess, glorified, accepted or acceptable selfishness. Like I saw quotes of like removing negative energies and people from your life and things like that. It's just like, you're more important X, Y, Z, which that aligns with the first law of the land, which is self-preservation. And recently I was, I guess, on the receiving end of the removal. And I was like, what? Like, I'm an issue? Like, it, it, that's how I saw it. But my lens has since changed. That I and I Googled it as well. I was like, okay, self-care versus selfishness. It was it correct. Taking care of yourself. This is this is this is one of the questions on Google. How is self-care not selfish? Taking care of your mind and body isn't selfish. And you shouldn't feel guilty about setting some time aside. It's really important to maintain a healthy lifestyle because it reduces stress, increases confidence, and gives you a more positive outlook on life. Being selfish means there is a desire to take from others, often to their detriment. However, Self-care is about replenishing your resources without depleting someone else's. So that was something that I had to understand. That was something that I had to get. So I just didn't get it. But I say all that to say, wouldn't doing those things that you care about, doing those things that you're afraid of, wouldn't that qualify as self-care? 
wouldn't that, I guess, align with preserving oneself and your your mental and physical health, prioritizing oneself? I don't know. Like I said, I don't. I'm I'm just getting to getting to know this topic. Um, but giving yourself a second chance. Podcasting, photography are honestly things that I'll, I believe that I'm, I'm afraid I'll be bad at or fail at. And that's just being honest. But why not try? It's the follow-up question that I hear after I acknowledge the fear that I have. I believe that right now is a very vital time I mean, just speaking to myself, I guess I'm talking to myself right now, but just listen, I guess. I believe that right now is a very vital time because my elders, the people in my life that I've seen them grow, family members, friends who are older than me, more experienced in life than I, they... They mentioned, and I heard it a lot when I was younger, would have, could have, should have, would have, could have, should have, regret, wonder, and second-guessing an opinion that you did earlier in your life. One example is um, my mother. (laughs) Oh, man, my mom's my best friend, man. The example that my mom said, I thought words can't even begin to express how great and special she is. One thing that I, I appreciate, but I also wish that my mother had the chance to do. But my life would have been changed. So I, I know everything worked out the way in which it was supposed to, that God had a plan. But when my mom was pregnant with myself, my mother was going through the process of interviewing for the FBI. And she made the decision after getting counsel from my father and her, our family to not go through with it, not continue with it. And I wonder, even though I benefited from said decision, how different would my mother's life be right now? Can't say it would be better because my mother's phenomenal woman as she would have been if she made that decision. Absolutely great, nothing short of greatness. But I wonder what would have happened if she made that decision. How financially comfortable she would be. How financially secure she may be. How happy would she be. And if it didn't work out, if, if she started the job and it just wasn't for her, How content would she be with the fact that she tried? 
That's the question I'm asking myself. And by way of me, I'm asking you. Like I said, it's a very it's a very pivotal moment right now in my life. I don't know if it's a pivotal moment in yours. But that trying, you know, my mother's example was an initial try. Second chance is not. It's a redo. What do you want a second chance at? That bakery, that art studio, that barber's license, that real estate license. The things for yourself that you gave up on. And let's take it even further. How would you want someone to give you a second chance? If you messed up, if you ostracized them, if you slighted them, if you did something wrong to them, how would you want a second chance? And would you treat them, if they came to you seeking a second chance, would you treat them the same that you would want them to treat you? Or would you allow your pain and fear dictate your actions? <laughs> I said you were important. And I was going to title this Bill Cosby, Shakari Richardson, and Second Chances. They're not important. They are important. I mean, as individuals, they're important to themselves and the people that are connected to them. But to you and me, they're not. Right now, in this moment, it's just you and me. You and I. And this is something that I've been focused on and, and just been trying to do for myself. But giving myself more credit. And remembering that I'm worth it. You are worth it. Don't forget that. Despite your circumstances, despite your current situation, despite your emotional roller coaster, your insecurities, your feelings of being inadequacy, inadequate, excuse me, don't forget that you are worth it. And if you don't believe that, answer this question. Is the fear that you feel, the insecurities that you have, is that worth more than you are? Give yourself some more credit. Give yourself a second chance. Send that text. Make that phone call to whoever you want the second chance with. Start anew. 
let things flow organically. It may be a miracle in the waiting. But there's one thing that I know that comes with fear. You never know. Not that you never know what comes with fear. But when you choose fear. When you choose to allow it to have its hold on you and you stick with it. You can rest assured. You will never know. What could have been. What would have happened. And what should have been done. What I told myself was to take more, give myself more credit and take a step to give someone else a second chance. I've lost a lot in my life. People, friendships, relationships, jobs. But in that intimate time that I mentioned earlier with Christ that I've been spending, I got a second chance. Now, this is not to push religion on anybody. Because you make your own decision. But for me, it's helped. Shoot that text off. Make that phone call. Meet up with that old friend. After having communication and establishing, you know, that they're at least open to it. It's a pivotal moment for me and then it may be pivotal for you. But you're worth it. And remember that you've always been worth it. Give yourself that second chance. And if you want a second chance, go after it. Because we're humans. If we give ourselves a second chance at what something for just for ourselves or because you didn't reach out to someone, you didn't try and reconnect with someone and it doesn't work out. Like I mentioned earlier with my mom, if she didn't take if she took the job and it didn't work out. Now you're proven right. What person doesn't like to be proved right? We all secretly want to be proven wrong. When we have that negative perspective on something, we're just like, we're going to prepare for the worst. We're going to hope for the best. We want to be proven wrong. We don't want to be preparing for the worst and the worst come. We want the best to come. So reconnect with that person. Be humble and swing. If you swing and you miss, you were right for not getting out there in the first place. 
And if someone else wants a second chance with you, treat them how you will want them to treat you if you wanted the second chance. Don't belittle them, judge them, curse them, swear them. Treat them like a person, accept them, care for them, try and understand. And see what can happen. I know it got rather deep after talking about Bill Cosby and Shakari Richardson, but if you're still here, if you're still on this episode with me, if you've still been taking this walk with me during this episode, I want to say thank you. It's people like you that make this important to me. I mentioned a few of my other episodes. If it's one person listening, or if it's a hundred, this is your first episode, your fourth, or your 15th. Thank you for being part of my second chance in this episode. As always, I'm V. Y'all have been wonderful. You are wonderful. You're worth it. You are worth it. I love each and every one of you. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Be blessed. I'm out. Peace.